Faith Temple Choir, let us say amen, amen. as they come.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't let a day go by without praising the Lord. Hallelujah. God has been good to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Been so good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, when I think about how many people have gone away from here. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give him all the praise and all the glory. The Lord. Without him, we can do nothing. We don't have any breath in our bodies without him. He gives us our being. Hallelujah. He allows us to move each and every day. Hallelujah. We give God the praise. There's nothing too small. Nothing too big that God cannot handle. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And right now, we're going to do something that every And by the choir, we'll have our morning message coming from our own pastor, Rachel Adewalu. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen.
And just like I promised y'all, here is the Faith Temple Church Choir selection. You heard that loud and clear, and hopefully you enjoyed it because your fabulously talented hostess was one of those amazing choir members. That's right, that fabulous, talented young lady is your lovely hostess, Sarah Adewalu. I'm 25 years old an aspiring journalist, and I'm from Little Ferry, New Jersey, which if you're not familiar with, it's in Bergen County, neighboring town between Hackensack and Teaneck. Thank you for tuning in to episode 32. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Those of you that celebrate, I know I certainly did. And I'm surprised to know that Christmas is literally less than a month away. Jesus, how time flies, right? No pun intended on the Jesus thing. (laughs) So, here's another Sunday episode brought to you by the recording on Anchor. Yes, that's right. As I've mentioned before, I've been using Anchor to directly record my episodes because I want to be absolutely sure that (laughs) every single thing I'm saying makes it into the recording. I feel like if I used a regular smart recorder app, then it wouldn't be so reliable. The only other downside to Anchor besides their one hour time limit on recording is that it doesn't really have a place to pause. Like if I want to like give myself a quick water break, then you guys have to like bear with with the unfortunate few minutes of silence before I can continue talking. So there's really no other way for me to like pause it except clicking on the little red X thing under it that asks if I'm sure that I'm finished recording and then like, nope, I'm still recording. I ain't done yet. (laughs) So yeah, that's the thing. However, if I use Smart Recorder, chances are if I unpause myself to get some water, then the stuff that I say when I when I unpause, um, it may it may not make it into the recording. Like what happened a few episodes ago, and, uh, the reliability of technology. Am I right? Anyway, I still prefer to record an anchor anyway, you know, just because it also gives you the option to edit the audio when necessary and also include background music if you want to. And speaking of background music, after listening to the previous Sunday episode, I just only realized that I did not actually include the background music, which is pretty weird because... I thought I included it um, in the YWCA episode that I did where I talked about the um, job application process and stuff. I was able to successfully include background music 
Um, it seems like I've forgotten how to do that for the following episodes, but not to worry, y'all. Your hostess here will have all that technical stuff figured out. So I know I don't usually do deep episodes for my Sunday episodes, but for this one, I want to address my biggest pet peeves ever. Yeah, I know. That's usually what you talk about during your Sunday episodes. Duh. Yeah, I am aware of that, but um, there's something that I really need to talk about. Um, some pet peeves um, that I have that sort of have to do with my name. Um, for the most part, I really think it's important to get it get it right um but even more importantly i really would love it if people like learn to spell it correctly and you know at least ask me first how to spell it before writing it down or typing it down somewhere and having it misspelled um so one pet peeve about my name is that people sometimes tend to misspell it and by misspell it, I mean spelling it without the H. They just automatically assume that my name, Sarah, is spelled without the H. And, you know, that's very wrong. Like, that's not correct at all. <coughs> that's one million percent wrong. My name is spelled with an H. That's why I spell my name out for you guys near the end of my episode for my Instagram accounts. Um, I tell you guys that my name is spelled with an H, so please, please, please don't forget that. So I'm just going to assume that the general public doesn't know crap about the Bible or, you know, the people in it, so... That also includes a very important woman in the first book, Genesis. That woman is named Sarah, the wife of Abraham. Her name was initially spelt with an I before the English version decided to change the spelling to an H. The point is, the name Sarah was a five-letter name. That's right, five letters, not four letters, five you know, the number between four and six, five. I think that's how I'm going to be introducing myself from now on so that people will know that my name is spelled with an H and to please not misspell it um, because then I'm going to be like super pissed because of the automatic assumption that you made that my name isn't spelled with an H when it clearly is and you just failed to ask me first how to spell it and then you know I would have at least told you yes my name is spelled with an H so please do not forget that I'll just say that my name Sarah I'll just say that my name is Sarah with an H just like the wife of Abraham in the Bible just in case like you didn't know who that is um, the meaning of my name, according to Wikipedia, is noblewoman and princess. I'm not making it up when I say this, but 
I am literally a princess by blood through my grandmother on my father's side. Um, she's a descendant of royalty. I think I may have talked about this briefly during one of my earlier episodes about the time when I went to Nigeria. Um, but in case I didn't do that, um, I think I'll talk about it again some more in the future episode. Um, just obviously not right now in this episode. Um, I know that my name has a Hebrew origin to it, um, but that's because it is a biblical name and that would also be kind of rude to assume that I'm Jewish. Um, obviously, I'm not, and that should be a well-known fact. I'm not Jewish at all, and I'm not. A, hopefully, I'm not offending anyone who is actually Jewish. But I'm just saying that personally, I am not, and neither is my family. So, yeah, don't ask me if I'm Jewish, because obviously, I'm freaking not. And um, about my family name, um, each of my siblings and I, um, including our parents, um, we were named after people in the Bible. And um, since we're Nigerian, we have traditional Yoruba names, um, which is the language that we speak at home fluently with each other. Um, we have Yoruba names as well as English names, our English names. So, for myself personally, I have about seven middle names, all of which are Yoruba names. Yes, you heard that right. <clears throat> Sorry. The first middle name that I have, which I mostly go by, is Oluwashan. That's four syllables, nine letters, and that is... O-L-U-W-A-S-E-U-N. Oluwashen. That means God has been so great to us. That is the literal meaning of that name. I'm, I'm not making this up. Um, my siblings and I are given names and middle names that each all have biblical meanings. Um, both our traditional Yoruba names and as well as our English names. So like on a, on a job application or any sort of application I would fill out, um, I'd use my first name, Sarah, spelt with an H. Um, my, middle, my middle initial O and my last name, Adewalu. Four syllables, seven letters, A-D-E-W-O-L-U-A-D-E-W-A-L-U. Yes, I don't mind if people mess up my last name once in a while um, because it is hard to pronounce. Um, because I understand it's an ethnic name, like the famous Arnold's last name, Schwarzenegger. But, you know, if you guys can pronounce that... Then, you can at least make an attempt to ask me first how to like pronounce my last name because I feel like it would be pretty embarrassing if if I had to like do a public speaking thing or something and you're butchering my last name and you didn't even like ask 
me how it's pronounced, I would have at least let you know first. So, so yeah, another pet peeve just asked me first how to pronounce my last name. I understand it's hard to pronounce, but, you know, if you can... Like, like, my mom likes to make this comparison. Like, if you know how to pronounce Schwarzenegger or any other ethnic surname, then you can at least try to make an attempt to ask me first how to pronounce my own surname. You know, just out of respect. <laughs> and um, at home, I, by my family, I frequently get called by my other middle names, um... And also including my nicknames, Precious, Princess, you know, stuff like that. Like, my dad likes to call me as a term of endearment. But for the most part, I often get called Oluwashan or Olu or, you know, shortened versions of it. And another shortened version of that is Olushan. You know, that's three syllables spelled O-L-U-S-U. I mean, O-L-U-S-E-U-N, Olushan. Just Olushan without the W-A, Olushan. It still has the same meaning, just two letters less and one syllable less. So, anyway, the rant continues when I notice an obvious misspelling of my name, even when the person knows that for the upteenth time that my name is spelt with an H. I'll get into more details about that in a little bit. Um, but the other pet peeve that I really want to address is about this man at my church, um, the Faith Temple Church, you know, the choir that you just heard. Um, this man used to have a habit of getting my name wrong and even repeatedly calling me by the wrong name, even after a few times of being corrected that of what my name is and still continuing to call me by the wrong name. <laughs> so let me tell you more about that. Um, so this man, um, he has about a few different roles within the church. Um, because the church itself is actually a pretty small congregation. When you think about the physical capacity of the church itself. Yeah, because on the outside it looks like a very um, large building. Which it is. But like the physical capacity of the congregation on the inside. It's pretty small slash medium. Um, been talking about plans to. I'm going to. In a future episode I'm going to talk about ways that I personally believe will physically increase the church's congregation. Um, but for this episode, I want to stay on topic. I don't want to go into that right now. Um, since the church is mostly an African-American congregation, that includes the pastor himself, the elders, the ushers, the members, generally speaking, etc., etc., even visitors themselves. I mean, some visitors on occasion have been other ethnicities too, like white, um, Hispanic. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it is an African-American church. So this man who I'm talking about, um, he's obviously is African-American. 
Well, you know what? Actually, he's just African. Um, he is of the same exact ethnicity as me, you know, Nigerian. But um, he's of a different tribe. So his particular tribe is called the Igbo tribe. Um, that's spelled I-G-B-O, Igbo. That's one of our tribes in Nigeria. Um, so this man's name himself is obviously very easy to remember. And I'm going to give you guys a hint at, as to what it is. Um, it starts with the letter J. Um, it has four letters in it. Um, that includes the letter H. And that's literally the most common typical name for men and boys across America. And, you know, and that's also a biblical name. Um, you guys figured out yet what his name is? Great. Moving on. So. So this man mostly serves as. As the usher. Um, when the woman who usually does it is sometimes out or in the choir because the woman herself, you know, the usher. She is also a member of the choir, so whenever it would come time for the choir to perform, um, the woman would join us. And so this man would briefly, like, take her place as the usher by, you know, standing, like, like behind a church, you know, closer to the door so that whoever is coming in, like, guests who are still arriving and stuff like that, that this man would welcome those people and hand them the bulletin as to the schedule for the rest of the church activity. Yeah. And um, other times this man would also serve as a sort of assistant to the pastor. Um, because the pastor himself is an older guy. Like somewhere in his 80s I think. So. Yeah, the pastor does require physical assistance sometimes, you know, just like to get to his office, his jacket, his coat, a bottle of water, you know, stuff like that. So that's how this man would help out the pastor in those ways. <coughs> Sorry about that. And so this man has a thick accent, so... Unfortunately, it kind of makes it hard to understand what he's saying for the most part. Um, he wears glasses and he's of average height and weight. Um, he's not too tall. Um, so he looks like he is somewhere in his 50s, but he looks okay for his age. Um, he's not like that bad looking, but I wouldn't say he's like that attractive either. Um, he's okay, I guess, but... He is married, definitely, um, to a Jamaican woman um, who's also a member of the church. Um, in fact, they both got married within the church about four years ago or so. And so this man happens to be this woman's second husband um, because she had been previously married before and has a few children and grandkids from that first marriage of hers so she too is about in her 50s just like this man is and um since she's jamaican um 
she also speaks with an accent um but she's very articulate like you can obviously understand what she's saying and i i would say that she's easier to understand than this man is um because this man kind of tends to talk a little fast so but this woman she's easier to understand for the most part um but they're both very friendly people um um in fact every single person in the congregation is very warm and welcoming towards me and my family inclu- including the pastor himself um i think they hold us to a higher standard just because we're members of our own church that is its own building in little ferry um but unfortunately it was highly impacted by hurricane sandy and i really don't want to get into too much detail about that cuz it's going to distract from this episode and so we started going to faith temple church for almost 10 years now um it's going to be literally 10 years next month um so <laughs> time flies um and we started going there like back in december of 2012 and since then i decided to become involved with the choir sort of as a way to like break out of my shell a little bit and 10 years later here i am still involved with it so yeah in all the times we've been in the church that man is like literally the only person who ever gets my name wrong Everyone else always knows my name and always address me by my name, like Miss Sarah, Sister Sarah, or you know, like the younger people and the younger kids. They just say Sarah, you know, like the younger choir members. And even on the bulletin where they have like the schedule of service and who's performing which tasks, like who's doing the announcements and stuff like that. Um. They always spell my name properly with an H. So I know it's I don't it's always been very unclear to me as to how this man could possibly get my name wrong um since he's heard so many people like say my name multiple times and broadcast my name on the microphone and I'm sure he's seen my name printed on the bulletin and yeah I find it surprising that he still calls me by the wrong name. The wrong name that this man calls me is Stella. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I could never really understand where he got the name Stella from. My name Sarah sounds nothing like the name Stella. Stella doesn't even have an R or an H in it, so I think that's something I'm always gonna wonder about until the day I die. Like, how does this man get my name wrong, and how is he literally the only person who doesn't know my name? Because I always thought that the most common sense thing for him to do is to at least. ask me to remind him of my name so that he'll get it for future references and I myself am not exactly the best at remembering names like when I'm working with kids at summer camps like for the YWCA um but I usually like come up with like 
an easy like mental trick to like help me remember names and it always worked for me so but I think the most obvious thing I would do is ask someone what their name is so that I would remember it you know it's not that hard <laughs> um it, it apparently seems difficult for this man um because he's always addressed me as Stella and literally no one has any idea where he even got that name from I don't think he even knows where he got that name from or how he even like misheard that <coughs> sorry another s name that sounds pretty similar to my name is Sandra so if anyone were to get my name wrong, I would at, at least expect this man to address me as Sandra. You know, just because it sounds pretty similar to Sarah and, you know, it has an R in it. Stella does not have an R in it, so I literally have no freaking clue why he would call me that. or And I really don't know where he even got that name from or how he could have managed to mishear my name as Stella. Um, I don't actually remember the exact time he started calling me Stella, but I think I started noticing that somewhere around 2013 or so, or a few months after my family and I made ourselves welcome into the church. But then again, it maybe could have been a little, like, while later, like, somewhere around 2014 or something like that um because this man would always address me formally and politely as sister miss ma'am or dear without actually like using my name you know like my dear sister because you know something like that because he too is nigerian um but he's of a different tribe from my family and i like i mentioned and I'm sorry, let me just give myself a quick water break. My throat, throat's getting sore. And again, since I'm using Anchor, I cannot pause. So I'll be right back in a jiffy, guys. <laughs> and I'm back, y'all. So yeah, as I was saying before, I always kind of like to give this man the benefit of the doubt. You know, um, it's mainly because of his accent, I would say. Like, it's a pretty strong accent. And like I said before, he, he did have a tendency to talk maybe a little bit fast. Um so, unfortunately, it kind of made it hard to understand him sometimes, especially when he was given the chance to say a little prayer over the church offering. Like, he would ramble on, and it would make it difficult to understand what he was actually saying. So, yeah, there had been times in the past when I couldn't tell you if he was actually calling me Sarah or Stella, you know, just because of his accent. Um, but during, during those times before I ever had a chance to like correct him for myself, I would clearly hear him say Stella, like he enunciated the name Stella. So it's only 
after I corrected him that I could never really tell if he said Sarah or Stella just because of the thickness of his accent. But again, like I said, though, this man is super friendly, just like everyone else in the church. Um, That's just my only flaw with them is that his tendency to get my name wrong and not even like bothering to have the decency to ask me for my name so that he would get it right in the future. Like, even his wife gets my name right. Like, I know that he obviously hears her address me as Sister Sarah, not Stella. And on a few occasions, you know, just like everyone else in the church, these two, this man and his wife, have even sent me birthday cards every year on my birthday. And they clearly address it as Sarah, not Stella. So I always find it a mystery as to how this man could still get my name wrong even after all that. And um, I bet you guys are probably wondering if I think that this man is rude and disrespectful. Um, So I'm not defending him at all, but I don't think it's ever his intention to get my name wrong. I just think he genuinely genuinely doesn't know my name otherwise he would have done the common sense thing a long time ago by actually asking me for my name instead of calling me by the wrong name i think for him though it's probably just an accidental slip of the tongue because of his accent so i don't think it's something that's intentional um i'm not defending him though when i say this because I still think it is rude and disrespectful um, because there too have been a few times that my parents had to correct him, it, you know, by telling him it's Sarah. And so those times would be when he would ask my mom if she and my dad could give him a ride to his residence, which is an apartment building in Teaneck, you know, which isn't too far from the church at all. So, as of this year, he and his wife currently live in a different part of Teaneck, just not in that same apartment building. Um, But at that time in the past, they had been living in that apartment complex, which was right across from a 7-Eleven. And I know that area very well because that's kind of the same road that my dad, dad and I would take when he was dropping me off and picking me up from the Fairly Dickinson campus way back in the good old days when I was still going to FDU. Um, I don't mean to go off topic on that, but it's true. Um, So we would chat up a storm with this man whenever we would give him a ride to his apartment um, because he didn't have a vehicle of his own. Um, it's kind of a long, complicated story about his citizenship in this country, which I obviously won't disclose at all, of course. And so his wife was the one who owned the vehicle. I forget what type it is. And she's the one that would take him to places when necessary, like to the doctor's office. And she works every other Sunday. Forget what it is that she does. And uh, 
depending on her crazy schedule, um, I mean, unpredictable schedule, I should say. So, like, if she wasn't in church for any reason other than work, like a family commitment or an illness or something, then this man would often, like, catch a bus or ask for a ride from other members of the church, including the administrator, you know, the woman whose voice you just heard after the choir selections. Yeah, the man would get a ride from other members of the church who owned vehicles. So not just only my parents, um, although we're always more than glad to offer this man a ride because like my mom said, like my mom would tell this man, we're blood. We are connected to this man only because he's Nigerian, just like us. Um, obviously not blood related, of course, but you guys know when you connect with other people who share the same ethnic background and culture as you, then you're practical, you practically consider, consider yourself to be their family. Yeah, that's how he felt about this man. And so I, again, again, I repeat that he is super friendly and nice, you know, just like all the other congregation members. Yeah, because, you know, just like everyone else in the church, this man would often check up on us and, you know, ask about how our family's doing, how's the rest of the family doing and stuff like that. And we'd also, once in a while, invite them to, like, social gatherings and events that we have and even into our own homes. Like, we have each and every single person's phone numbers, so we check up on each other once in a while if we weren't physically present in church um so yeah that's just the kind of camaraderie that we have with this congregation because it's mostly african-american congregations so it's just that this man's only flaw is is getting my name wrong and i'm always been convinced that it's just an accident and because at least once or twice in the past when my parents and I offered to give this man a ride home to his apartment. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so as we're saying goodbye to him as he's getting ready to like go out into his apartment, um, he would greet me by he would greet me by calling me Sister Stella by saying goodbye, Sister Stella and I think my dad was the first one to correct him by saying, it's Sarah. And then my mom corrected him as well. And what's worse was that I don't think this man even apologized for getting my name wrong. Or at that moment, that day, nor did he even seem like he cared. It was just like, oh, you know, and that's it. Just went on back into his apartment building. And I think that's also when my parents gave him the benefit of the doubt because, like, you know, they too assumed that maybe it's just a one-time thing. And But I didn't get the chance to tell them that it's not just a one-time thing. That That's literally the name that he's been calling me for, like, the longest time. And, um... During our conversations with him in the car as we were dropping him off. Because, you know, we would tell each other, like, personal stuff about each other, like our families and such. And so I 
This man doesn't have an excuse because I know that he could clearly hear my mom and dad mention my name to him. They say my name, Sarah. Um, They do not say Stella. So I think this man deliberately chooses to address me as Stella. And so I think to answer your question, guys, I feel that that itself is very rude and disrespectful to me. And uh, to be honest, I was actually a little embarrassed that time that he called me the wrong name in front of my parents. And because I don't think they had any idea at the time that he had been calling me the wrong name. Um, Not until that moment that they just realized it. Because like I just said before, they gave him the benefit of the doubt that, okay, this is just a one-time thing. He'll get her name right again next time. And yeah, they were dead ass wrong because the second time that we offered to give him a ride, um, it's still the same thing. Um, you know, and then this man obviously hears my name being addressed as Sarah, and he still addressed me as Stella. Again, same, same thing. Like after we dropped him off, um, my mom, I knew she was getting pissed and. Rightfully so. Um, She was thinking out loud, like, what the heck is wrong with this man? Like, does he seriously, like, not know Sarah's name at this point? And, yeah, my dad, too, agreed with her that this man is just being disrespectful. Um, Like, this is the second time we corrected him, and he's still calling her the wrong name. So, yeah, and my mom, too, started wondering, like, where this man gets the name Stella from, because... That's obviously not my name, as you guys can clearly tell. (laughs) And so from that point on, that's when I began to, like, debate with myself. Like, should I correct this man at all? Or should I just let it continue to... Should I just let it continue to let it happen and slide and see what happens? Because if he can learn to remember my name for himself without me or anyone else reminding him... Um, I just, I think that would be great if he could try to remember my name for himself. Um, to be honest, I've always been kind of a little scared to correct him um, because I wasn't sure if I would say it to him in a way that came off as rude or mean because I didn't want to come off that way to him because, again, like I said, he's a really nice guy, um, you know, genuinely caring about my family and always asking about us um like I didn't want to sound like I was being disrespectful to him um, even though he is the disrespectful one by repeatedly calling me by the wrong name even after having been corrected on it twice by my parents and I think uh, by his wife and a few other people in the church and He clearly hears other people say my name, so I don't think this man has an excuse at all. Like, um, before I actually did correct him, though, um, I would sometimes have dreams where I was brave enough to correct this guy. Like, I remember in one dream that I had, he called me Stella as usual, and, um, I was uh, able to tell him in a polite way, um, actually, it's Sarah. 
And I even wrote it down on a piece of paper, like I think on the bulletin paper that we had, you know, the bulletin with the list of the church schedule of this service. And so I gave it to him and he was like, oh, I am so sorry, my dear sister, Sister Sarah. Yes, this was in the dream. And he finally got my name right. But in real life, though, at the time, I still didn't have the courage to correct him for myself. Um, I was thinking of ways that I could correct him in a way that sounded polite. Like, so I didn't want to, like, sound all rude or anything. And so... I think this, I think it was in 2018 or so, a few months after he and that Jamaican woman got married within the church, that I actually gained the courage to correct him for once, in real life, I mean. So, I think the dream, or dreams that I had, were literally just a way of telling me to gain some respect for myself and not to let anyone get away with calling me by the wrong name or misspelling my name um, because my name is a very important part of my personality and my culture and I always find it to be a complete disrespect um, especially when someone misspells my name without the H. Um, it's very disrespectful to me and um, if you've ever seen my name on a piece of paper or typed on the computer or internet or something. Um, even in my email address, you can clearly see that my name has an H in that. So I ask that you just be respectful of that. And so when in doubt, you know, just ask someone how to like spell their name or pronounce it um, and learn it and memorize it so that you'll have it etched in your mind. Same with their last name, too. Um, your last name is an obvious reflection of your family's culture and heritage. And you don't obviously don't want anyone to, like, disrespect your culture or heritage. So my advice to you guys out there is to just ask first. Don't make any assumptions. Ask, and then you'll get your freaking answers. And so the first time I actually corrected this man, he actually apologized, you know, just like the way he did in my dream. Um, I really like that he apologized and he even repeated it to himself out loud twice, like, Sister Sarah, my dear Sister Sarah. And so in my mind, I thought, finally, it took you long enough to get it right. I mean, obviously, I did not say that out loud to him because, of course, that would be rude. Um, he's still an older guy. Um, I mean, I was just relieved that at that point in time that he finally got my name right. Um, all it took was, I think, six years or so. And I'm not sure why it took him that long. And But I don't remember the exact timeline of when he first started calling me Stella and to when he finally got my name right. It just mattered to me that as long as he finally knew my name, that that's all I ever really wanted. And so the moral of that story is to don't call me by a name that isn't mine. Always ask for my name first. I think that's an obvious common sense thing. Um, 
Another pet peeve I'd like to address, like I mentioned briefly at the beginning of this episode, is the misspelling of my name, um, which is without the H. I guess I'll just have to introduce myself as Sarah with an H until the end of time, until people actually get it so that they learn not to misspell it. So I'm going to talk about that uh, that. Just a few times that I noticed the misspelling. So, uh, I think I noticed it one time that I, at my summer job during the YWCA this past summer. So, in the episode after this, I'm going to talk more about the camp activities and stuff. Um, I'm almost finished writing the script for that episode. I'm just doing like my little bit of edits to it so that I don't sound all wordy or repeat myself. So that's why I'm doing the Sunday episode right now so that you guys hear, at least hear something from me. But yeah, there was one time I noticed my name misspelled on one of the whiteboards of the office of the school building that we use as a setting for the summer day camp. So that office belongs specifically to the two assistant camp directors. You know, one of them is a black dude in his late 30s. And the other assistant director is a girl who's about a year younger than me. Um, She's Hispanic. And um, so that room is their office where we counselors and Specialist and other staff would clock in for our lunch breaks, which is about 45 minutes each, on a white clipboard. So there were two whiteboards in the room facing each other. So those boards were used to like make general announcements about camps, and sh- such as upcoming events, activities, my birthday for one. In- announcements involving some of the campers who were like either leaving early or receiving special tutoring for something you know stuff like that and it also included a list of all the counselors and their assigned groups and also the total num- total number of campers currently present at camp on a given day which was usually 120 a total of 127 campers. <clears throat> Sorry. So, one side of the room had all the important announcements on the board about camp, such as the total number of campers present, upcoming events and activities, having off for that 4th of July, which was a Monday, I believe. You know, all that other stuff. The board on the opposite side of the room had a list of all the staff names from counselors to specialists. For the counselors, our names were written um, under our assigned groups along with our paired counselors. And so for me personally, I was assigned to group 1B. Um, Like I mentioned in the previous part of the YWCA episode, 1B is a group of campers between the ages of 5 through 7. 
And my name was written along with two other female counselors in that group, um, which is a black girl who serves as their main counselor and also a Hispanic woman. That woman who joined us, I think, during the third week of camp. Um, before she joined us, it was just that black girl and me as the two main counselors. And then when that woman joined, started working at the YWCA, um, the assistant directors paired, um, assigned her to work alongside this girl and I in Group 1B. And so um, on that board with our list of names, that was where my name was misspelled. Um, let me just take another quick little water break. Be right back. <clears throat> All right, I'm back. Um, so, as I was saying, um, I wasn't entirely sure who actually wrote all the counselors' names and everything. It could have easily have been one of the two assistant directors or the camp manager himself, you know, the black man who interviewed me for the position or the other camp manager who's also a Hispanic woman um, who sometimes stops by the school building to monitor stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so the bottom line is that my name was misspelled, and I'm pretty sure whoever wrote my name on that board must have forgotten to include the H. But again, I wasn't exactly sure who wrote it. The first time I noticed it was around the third week of camp, whenever I would come into the office for my lunch break, um, because I would sometimes eat in the office. Um, so the office was physically large and spacious enough, you know, with the two long tables and the benches. And the desk is often filled with the assistant director's paper documents about the campers, their family contact info, and stuff like that. And so my name was misspelled on the board with the list of counselors and assigned groups. Um, the other board, however, with my name listed as a way to s send a reminder that my birthday was coming up, that was when my name was spelt correctly at the time. Um, I think it said Sarah birthday 8-5, you know, as in August 5th. So my name was spelt properly then, just not on the other board when it was written in a list of group 1B counselors. <clears throat> Sorry. I never did address the misspelling at all. Um because again I wasn't as I was not exactly sure who written who's written out all of the counselor names, including mine. Um uh, but I was grateful that at least they spelt my name right when they were writing out the reminder that my birthday was coming up on August fifth. And um, when the black assistant director asked me specifically when my last day of working at the camp was, 
um, and he asked me to like spell out my full name. Um, I spell out my full name to him, but obviously including the H in my first name. And so, yeah, I think he got it down right. So I don't think he was the one who wrote that list of counselors on that board. But again, I don't know who. So I'm just glad that the misspelling was fixed, whoever wrote it. And um, um, that's pretty much the only instance I can think of with the misspelling of my name. Um, I know I promised not to ramble so much for this episode, and Anchor is getting closer to reminding me about my one-hour time limit, um, which I'm going to follow by creating another segment right now, so... If you guys don't mind me, um, I'm going to create another segment real quickly. Um, I'll just stop this recording and I'll save it as one part of a segment. And then I'll record another one. I just have a few more pages to get through in the script and then I'm finished. So give me a minute, guys. Actually, never mind. Um. Um, I'm 53 minutes into it. I'm I'm just being a little paranoid. Um, but anyway, for this episode, I really needed to talk about it. And I feel as though we don't often think about this, but that a person's name, you know, their middle name or last name, um, it's part of their identity and culture. And I think it's very important to show respect to that culture and identity and um I think the most common sense thing to do is to ask someone how to spell their name and pronounce it um because we can't assume that every single name is spelled or pronounced the same way that you think it is um but you actually need to ask that person for the most accurate and phonetic spelling and pronunciation for their name specifically and I really wish that more people would do the same with me. Um, um, like, for example, the name Christina. Um, we can't assume that it's spelled the same way that you all think it is right now with the C-H. Because um, that name could easily be spelled with the K. Or it could also be spelled without the H. Christina, like in the Hispanic version. So... My advice is to just ask that person for specifically how to spell it. Like, you know, don't make an assumption about that. <laughs> you know, common sense. And so, anyway, in my life, I've only ever met a few Sarahs. Mostly at school, though. And at least only one of them has a spelling without the H. And so that Sarah without the H is actually one of like the teacher aides slash assistants um, at my high school, um, community high school in Teaneck. Um, she's this tall blonde woman um, who seriously looks attractive enough to be a model. Um, so her name is spelt without the H. So yeah, that's her name, not mine. And um, Anchor just sort of reminded me that I'm 55 minutes into the recording. So let me just 
try to see if I could create another segment of this episode. I'm almost done. Just bear with me, guys. I'm getting used to using Anchor. Just, yeah, just give me time. I'll be back, I promise. I'm back, ladies and gents. Yes, so I was saying that Sarah was, that I know, the Sarah without the H was that teaching aid assistant at my high school, community high school in Teaneck. Um, She's tall and blonde and, like, really gorgeous. Like, she literally looks like she could be a model. Um, But she looks like, I think she's in her early 40s now, and it's up some point in time she got married because on her facebook i saw that she goes by a married name now as opposed to like her maiden name and um yeah and she got pregnant a while back um yeah and at our school this is a different topic for another time when i actually start talking about my high school experiences we always address this woman by her first name. Um, that was her her personal preference in being addressed. So, yeah. So that's one Sarah I know in my life. Um, the Sarah without an H, that is. Um, so other Sarahs in my life I've met. Um, Sarahs within H, like my own name. Um let me think. All right, so yeah, there was this one girl who used to go to middle school with me. Um, that's this Sarah with an H. Um, she's Hispanic, I think, um, because her last name sounds either Hispanic or Italian. Um, you know, it starts with an S as well. Um, she's a very pretty girl. Like she. Had, like, curly, dark brown hair, like, tan skin, and some curves, too. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what she looks like anymore now or what she's even up to today. I think I may have Googled her name a few times, just, like, look up her social media or LinkedIn or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll try to find it if I can. Um, but this girl... I think she was in the exact same grade as me and graduated with me in the class of 2011. Um, To be honest, my memory is foggy and I don't remember anymore, but I just assumed that she and I were in the same class and grade back then. Um, Another Sarah with an H that I know um, is this girl that I got to know from a a few classes at Montclair State. Um, This girl is white. Um, She wears glasses too, and she's a brunette. And um, during my undergrad years, um, I had her in only two classes within each year because it was an Italian class, so Italian 1 and Italian 2. Yeah, I took two years of Italian at MSU and during my undergrad years as a journalism major, as a journalism major, um, there were two different instructors, female instructors for each of the Italian classes. Um, but this girl, Sarah with an H, um, she was with me in both of those classes, um, 
even got to like collaborate with her on a few homework assignments. She's a very nice girl and I think I connected with her on LinkedIn as well as her on her Instagram. Um never mind. Scratch that. Um I only follow her on Instagram. Um I haven't connected with her yet on LinkedIn, but I plan to and hopefully she still remembers me. And um I I haven't like sent her a friend request yet on Facebook, but I also think I plan to do that. Um I also think that she's a few years younger than me, um, because according to her Facebook profile, um she's still enrolled at MSU and I think she's a senior right now. And if memory serves, I think she said that she was a criminal justice major and that the Italian classes that she took, I think, were electives for her. Um, then again, I could be wrong. Um, it's been a long time since I interacted with her directly. Um, but looking through her Instagram, I saw that her most recent post was on the Halloween. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, the bottom line is that, just like me, her name is also spelled with an H. Um, I'm sure she, too, has had a fair share of people misspelling it, um, which really sucks and is really frustrating. So, yeah, I think another Sarah I know with an H is this blonde girl who's who was a student at the School of Communication and Media, you know, at Montclair State. That's the school that teaches all media and communication-related field industries like journalism, television and digital media, public relations, filmmaking, and stuff like that. TV production, I think. Yeah. So this blonde girl, um, I think her major was TVDM, um, that's short for television and digital media. Um, I think she works for like Fox News now. I mean, I know I'm connected with her on LinkedIn um, and on Instagram and Facebook too, but I'm gonna like have to recheck her LinkedIn just to confirm what she does now within t- television and digital media. Um, yeah, I know on Zoom, but yeah, this girl's name is also spelled with an H. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the point of this episode was that I really want people to, you know, please get my name right and spell it right, or at least ask me first how it's spelled. Um, I really, really, really would hate to see my name misspelled on a piece of paper or in typing or an email or anything, because I'm going to be like super pissed for real, I'm not joking. I'm going to be super pissed if I see that misspelling. Um, because that means you didn't even bother to ask me first how my name is spelled. That, you know, you just... Um, you just completely disrespected my culture and identity. Um, because Sarah in the Bible, her name was spelled with an H. It was initially spelled with an I, but they eventually changed it to spell it with an H. So the point is that Sarah is a five-lettered name, just like my name is. And um, 
you disrespect disrespected my culture and my identity by failing to ask me first how my name is spelled like you just automatically made your own assumption about it and even though your assumption is dead ass wrong so yeah that ends my rant for this episode um i know i chatted up a storm in this episode but it is important to talk about um and I do promise that I'll have that next episode up with the YWCA. Um, I have finished writing it. I'm just like editing this script right now. I need it to sound flawless when I'm recording. And so that episode is going to be about another part of the YWCA summer camp activities. And, you know, like the detailed order of all the scheduled events and all that wonderful stuff. And so while writing the script, I realize that I probably won't get to the point of what everyone did for me on my birthday, but, you know, that's okay. I mean, I'll just make another part about that, part following that part. So, guys, just bear with me on that, and I do appreciate your patience. And so, if you have, like, any questions, comments, or just general feedback about my show, Please don't be afraid to hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, a million other places on social media. Um, I'm very active on Instagram, and I have I have two accounts. Um, my personal, which is Summer Girl of ninety seven. Again, that's S U M M E R G I R L O F nine seven. Summer Girl of ninety seven. And um, my professional account is Sarah underscore journalist. Um, just like we talked about in this episode, my name Sarah is spelled with an H. Please do not misspell it or I'll be seriously pissed. Um, underscore and then the word journalist. And so in the meantime, I wish you guys the best of luck with everything. Um, hope you have a good rest of the day and you guys should hear from me soon. I promise.